that's just the way the cookie crumbles. That's wizard just. What up? And welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. I'm Nate, and joining me as always, my brother and co-host, Zach. Domo origato, Mr. Roboto. I'm Zach. I'm Zach. Yeah, that was good. I like hey, that. what's up, guys? Uh, we're, I don't know, we're peppy tonight. We're peppy. And so We're both drinking Dr. Pepper. We're Maybe both drinking Dr. Pepper. That's not a plug. They're not paying us. No, they're not shit. paying us. Don't, Trust us. Don't drink it. Trust us. Don't drink it. They Only we can drink we it. Can drink uh, if you've joined us before, you know that we're a couple of goons who read Game of Thrones and then talk about it. And if you haven't joined us, we are full spoiler. Enter at your own... The answer to everything is 42. I didn't get to finish That's that, a spoiler. It, okay, it is. Hitchhiker's yes. Guide. Right. And the book and the movie. The, the movie's, movie's greatest great. guy, Alan Rickman. Had Alan. Well, he's still in it. Yeah. He's no longer yeah. Well, Rest we don't talk about that magnificent man's death. He lives forever in my heart. Anyway. As Severus Snape in the depressed Who robot. killed Dumbledore? And, ah! and Marvin. Marvin the depressed Marvin. robot. Yeah, he's great. Anyway, yeah, this is not a podcast about <laughs> Hitchhiker's Guide or spoilers. Alan Rickman. Or Alan. We should do a podcast. Um, we should about do an Alan, Alan Rickman. Rickman podcast. Let us know if you want to Patreon. Uh, last episode, we read Danny Nine. Danny Nine. Her second to last chapter. Yeah. And she fucking killed Drogo. Yeah, we had some crazy fever dreams. Now, and technically, was... she actually killed him a couple chapters. Yeah, that, this is but... this is the results of the yeah. the blood magic spells that Mary Mazdur was so, doing. Yeah, it's a pretty great episode. We went deep I mean, into no, Don't break an um, arm jerking us off. I know off. if I'm great, man. They... I forgot what I was going to say. Danny essentially learned that Drogo was catatonic, and that's no life to live for a man like Drogo. So, yeah, she uh, put a little more stock in Miri Mazdor's once uh, the sun rises yeah. in the west and sets in the east and your womb quickens. Dumbass. And uh, said that to him as she smothered him with a fancy cushion. Yeah. And so that was the end for Drogo and for Danny's sanity. Yes. So <laughs> this episode, we are reading Tyrion 9. So Tyrion, we left in the middle of a battle at... Uh, at the, was it, uh, the it was the end of the battle. It, well, like the end of the because the... they had won and had fought Bruce Bolton back, and then the rider courier had arrived, mm-hmm. stating that Rob Stark wasn't there. Rob's not her. He and was at we... Whispering Wood. Where was that? That was at one of the red the Red Fork. That was at the well. At that time, they were still down by the crossroads. Yeah, and so. Because then they rush north to try and yeah, meet. that was near one of the forks. Because you pointed it out. Because that's it's it was kind of it was west of the forks because the I was I, checking because it was the the whispering woods was closer to the forks. Yeah, because Nymeria right. was traveling. I'm over mixing there. them up. So, but yeah. Anyway, I Tyrion. They got the news that Jamie had been captured, captured, and River Run was you know. Pretty That's where Rob Stark went. Yeah. Rob Stark was going to lift the siege of River Run. Yeah. And so we pick up Tyrion. Tyrion's in a, a council meeting currently. So this is Tyrion's last chapter. This is way. Tyrion's last chapter of A okay. Game of Thrones. So, and I think one of the better ones for him. It's outstanding. They have my son, Lord Tywin Lannister says. They do, my lord, the messenger says. 
the bore of Crake Hall is half obscured on the messenger's uh, blood-stained surcoat, so we learn that this is a Crake Hall. Yeah, so he's gathered all of his Lord's bannermen and all the They're getting a the status report. They're getting a, exactly. How fucked they are. On what's going on. And so Tyrion was thrilled that he's staying at an inn, first of all, even if it is the crossroads again, because he fucking hates this place. And he had been, you know... Summoned from his room where he was with his bitch there, uh, Shay. <laughs> She's a bitch. Man. Yeah, he, uh, Tyrion thinks pretty spitefully, one of your sons. They have one yeah. of your sons. And he's sipping wine. He's not saying anything. He's he And he, we learn that this is something he learned from his father, where say less, observe yeah, more. Yeah, and he even notes that yeah, here. And he, he thinks of Jamie though, with pain shooting through his arm where he took that morning star in the elbow. And it thinks he thinks that he loved his brother, but... He, for all the world, wouldn't wish to have been with Jamie in Whispering Wood in that fucking slaughter there. Yeah, yeah, and uh, since then, Tyrion was thinking about how just tons of men are deserting overnight. Yeah, uh, they've been making a grueling march south where Tywin has not relented and allowed any rest, and so the wounded and the, the tired were expected to keep up the best they could. Or, or be left behind. Yeah, they were to abandoned. Fend for themselves. And each morning, a few more were left by the roadside, and each evening, a few more deserted, stealing off with what horses and provisions they could into the woods. And Tyrion was half tempted to join them. Yeah, yeah. So I feel partially like that was a rash, pissed off decision by Tywin to f- rush his army like that mm. because he was so pissed off that he got baited by Rob Stark and that they clearly sent a freaking curveball at him. Yeah, no, I, I think obviously Tywin was pissed that he was had by this boy he underestimated, this green boy, but he I think he quickly kind of covers up that weekend. Yeah. And, and really, I mean, he's kind of doing himself a favor here, picking off the, the, the deserters, at least. I mean, it's pretty brutal to do to your men, but like the deserters that are fleeing, he couldn't clearly trust them anyway. Most right, of them are right. swords, it seems mm-hmm. to be. So. Yeah, and Tyrion even at this point thinks that, and it was all for nothing, because Rob had reached Riverrun days ago. Mm-hmm. Days and days ago. And yeah, so Sir Harris Swift speaks up. How could this happen? What madness made Sir Jamie split his men in three? Surely he knew how vulnerable that would leave them. And that sets Tyrion off. Yeah, better than you, you chinless craven. Fuck, he's just and this this is that entitlement, I yeah. think. Cuz and he'll even it's a big part of Tywin at the end of the chapter, this I'm better than you feeling. Because he just looks to, and he's a lord. Like, Sir Harris Swift isn't just some low lord, farmer, common folk. Like, he's a lord. And Tyrion, this imp, is like, who are you? Yeah. Who the fuck are you? Yeah, he thinks Jamie might have lost River Run, but it angered him to hear his brother slandered by the likes of Swift, whose only true accomplishment was marrying his chinless daughter to Sir Kevin, attaching himself to the Lannister family. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Damn. So, and, yeah, he's a fucking nobody And who, he gets shut down immediately yeah. by Kevin. Who Kevin, yeah. Which, I've done the exact same. It's, mm-hmm. And he says, 
uh, Tyrion notes that Kevin's much calmer than Tyrion yeah, is. Yeah. Like, and Kevin explains exactly what was explained to us by I think it was the Blackfish mm-hmm. during uh, Catelyn's chapter. Yeah, that the way that River Run's laid out, the land that goes to it, it has to be split. Jamie into three. had little choice. You have to siege it from three different directions because if you don't, that you can be ambushed very easily. And the messenger, the Craycall messenger, even speaks up and says, "Sir Kevin speaks truly, my lords." Uh, and then gives an uh, explanation of the attack. They came down from the north uh, on the north camp first. No one expected an attack. Mark Piper had been raiding the supply train, so Sir Jamie had rode out to deal with them, or what we thought was them. We were told Rob Stark was east of the Green Fork, marching south. And, and the mountain speaks yeah. up here, man. And he's a, of course, like, you don't expect anything less. And, you know, props to the actor from the show, but Which one? fucking truth. Book... <laughs> Mountain is just a fucking savage. Yeah, he's a scary dude. And so he's he starts yelling, like, well, where were your outriders? Mm-hmm. Why weren't these men spotted? How could you not see them? And he's, they say, we had them out there, but the ones that did return didn't see anything. But most of them have vanished. And, uh, yeah, and so he said, well, this is what the fuck you need to do. You get new outriders, and if they fail, you give them the eyes of the old outriders, or those out, and just keep giving them people eyes because yeah. more eyes are better, apparently. Yeah, a man who sees not, uh, nothing has no use for eyes. Cut out, cut out his eyes, give them to the next outrider, tell him four eyes might help him see better than two, and if not, the next man after will have six. Yeah, cut out their fucking eyes because they're clearly serving no purpose to you. And Tywin is looking at him, says it's, he studies Gregor, but Tyrion can't tell whether it's out of respect or because he, or approval, if yeah. he thinks that that's going to be the best way. Approval or disgust, yeah. And it says that Tywin was often quiet in council, preferring to listen rather than speak, and Tyrion tried to emulate that. Yet this silence was uncharacteristic even for Lord Tywin Lannister. Even his wine sat untouched. Which is important to note as well. Yeah. And, and Kevin prompts the asks, you say they came at night, which spawns the courier again to, the, the Blackfish led the van, and by the time they were on the camp, it was fucking too late. They had plowed through that first port part, and then from there, Rob leading... I think it was the Great John and Karstarks yep. came fucking straight down the middle to clear out. And those who fled on the boats and rafts fucking went under, and shit was just bad Sir news, Sir Flemeth Brax speaks up asking about his father who was <laughs> my, there. My, my father? And it's decided that he most likely went down when a raft overturned in the river, and Tyrion thinks he was a fool. And he to, to be on a raft in full armor, knowing that you yeah, could easily go under. He, he says he died gallant, gallantly, mm. and Tyrion thinks, is that what he thought when he was being pulled to the bottom of the fucking river yeah, with his with damn, his gallant armor? Yeah, like. And so he says, the boy led the charge between the rivers, a monstrous wolf by his side. It said the beast killed four men. It was uh, Umber and Malister that had accompanied him. Oh, there yeah, you go. Yeah. And he says, we formed a spear wall, but River Run opened their gates, and Lord yeah. Titus Blackwood took them in the rear. Get him, Titus! Great John uh. Umber burned our siege towers. Blackwood found Edmure Tully among the other captives and made off with them all. So, yeah, they got What fucked. a perfectly yeah. executed plan. And, like, for the Tullys to see and be watching oh, yeah, and just back yeah. it up. And Titus Blackwood like, coming out damn. and getting them in the rear. And then, of course, you get that exaggerated wolf stuff, or is it exaggerated, that Greyhound, uh, Greywind was there just slaughtering men right beside uh, 
Rob and the rest of them. Mm. And so we learned that uh, Forley Prester was leading their south camp, and uh, he retreated with 2,000 spears and as many bowmen. But as... the Tyroshi sellswords had struck his banners and went over to the foe. And Tywin wove his fingers together under his chin. Only his eyes were moving, his face a mask. Yeah, and Kevin shouts out that he told Jamie not to trust him. I told Jamie not to trust a man who fights for his coin. And uh, I think that's really interesting because... Bronn? Tyrion's sitting right there with Bronn. Yeah, well, Bronn's but, out there. Well, you, I mean, Tyrion's sitting right there, and he has Bronn. Yeah, yeah. And I I think there's obviously a major difference between Jamie and Tyrion in the trust aspect. Like, Tyrion knows that's all Bronn wants, mm-hmm. and he's utilizing that correctly, whereas Jamie, their swords, he wants a bigger well, army. Well, yeah, it's, it's less personal Yeah, with swords in an army. And, yeah, Tyrion notes that there are beads of sweat on Tywin Lannister's head. Yeah. And so the lords kind of bitch back and forth about what to do. One even suggests suing so for peace. I made that quote, actually, for his sweat there because there's the they keep mentioning the gold in his eyes. Yeah. And then it said in there, Lord Tywin wove his fingers together beneath his chin. Only his eyes moved as he listened. His bristling gold whiskers framed a face so still it might have been a mask. But Tyrion could still see the beads of sweat dappling his father's shaven head. And I, I really like how they keep pointing the gold at Tywin. Ty- yeah, Not yeah. just because of the casterly rock, piles of gold, just that that fucking power that almost comes from I like his eyes. The they green, have a speckled gold. Eyes, like it's crazy. Yeah. And I just think it's important that how he's sweating here. This this guy that we've known to be super calm so far, something's got him on Well, I mean, edge. yeah, we've learned that basically for Tywin, these beads of sweat are akin to him fucking running around screeching with his hands over his head. Like, this is the most panic we've seen and will see from a man like him. Right. And so, and through Tyrion's eyes, we're viewing it. So, and Tyrion's noting it and notes that that's important. And we've learned that Tyrion has a pretty good read on his father. Yeah. He thinks so, and so he trusts that. Yeah, so Sir Harris again speaks up, and he this is awful. How could this happen? It's catastrophic. And he's interrupted by Adam Marbrand, who's like, dude, shut the fuck up. We know. Like, we, we got it. What are we going to do about it is what we need to be asking. And they kind of argue back and forth for a minute, but Sir Harris decides, we need to sue for peace. 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 Tyrion swirls his wine in his glass and took a big, deep sip and hurled it to the floor where it shattered into a thousand pieces. There's your peace. My nephew broke it for you, good and all, deciding to ornament the Red Keep with Lord Eddard Stark's head. It'll be easier drinking from that cup than getting Rob Stark to make peace now. He's winning. Or hadn't you noticed? And Sir Adam Marbrand gets all fucking feathery. Oh, yeah, of course. Up here. Oh, we're far from lost. One battle's not a lost war. And yeah, he... they, they go start going back and forth, like, yep. and it's bullshit. And Tywin rises to his feet. Well, yeah, because uh, even Lord Lefford shot in with offering a truce and, like, all sorts of shit. But, yeah, Tywin... Uh, or Tyrion was like, we can't even do a truce because they have more prisoners. We can't do a trade because we we'll be down. We only have the ones, the yeah. two Stark girls. Like, yeah, they have Arya and Sansa. Who in their right mind would give two little girls for Jamie Lannister. Lannister, the Kingslayer, one of the most well-renowned fucking war 
battle fucking warriors around. Um, and then he says that they won't ransom him either because they don't need the fucking gold. If they want the gold, they can melt Jamie's armor down. Correct. And, uh, yeah, Tywin, Tywin stands up because Marvin wants to get them marching and get fucking reinforcements from Casterly Rock and get, you know, the King's Landing shit taken care of. Which is none of it is possible. No, not as at all. Tywin will explain later. Exactly. And, and so, so Tywin, yeah, he rises. They have my son. And his voice cut through the babble like a sword. Leave me, all of you. And ever the soul of obedience, <laughs> Tyrion rose to depart with the rest. But Tywin gave him a sharp look. Not you, Tyrion. Tyrion. Remain seated. And you, Kevin. And so they Put did. Put everyone else out. Yeah. Tyrion was speechless, and as Kevin crosses over to the wine casks to get himself a drink, uh, if you uncle, would be so kind, uncle, I'll uh, take a round. No, here his father offers him his cup of wine, which was untouched. Yeah, and I now, feel that's a here, just like I take it. Yeah, just fucking take it. And now Tyrion is fucking dumbfounded. He, he has and no so clue he what's up. And uh, and Tywin sat back down. You have the right of it about stock. Alive, we might have used Lord Eddard to forge a peace with Winterfell and River Run, which would give us the time we needed to deal with Robert's brothers. Dead? And he curls his hand into a fist. Madness. Rank madness. I like that. It's one of the best. Madness. Uh, Rank madness. That's yeah, so I good. mean, and I think, I think the offering of the wine was him saying, that was a good, like, your thing on peace was yeah. exactly right. No, like, you're correct. They're fucking dumb for even entertaining the thought. Here's your cup for you you smashing yours in a, a wonderful in a perfect, example. A, like, I feel like Tywin would have done the same. Well, that's it. The if way Tywin that... wasn't being silent and pissed off about Jamie, yeah. he would have smacked his well, own fucking cup. Because that's and... a great way to utilize the, the metaphor of the shattered cup and, like, having that silencing effect and of, yeah yeah like, breaking the cup just, gets everyone's attention yeah, yeah like so i agree and so Tyrion notes that joffrey's only a boy i committed many follies of my own at that age and tywin gives him a sharp look things are worse than they know yeah he's, he says uh we ought to be grateful he's not married to a whore and yeah Tyrion, Tyrion <laughs> debates flinging his cup of wine in his father's face but doesn't and yeah, Tyrion, uh, Tywin goes on saying, yeah, our position is worse than you know. We seem to have a new king. Yeah. And immediately... Kevin freaks out thinking Joffrey. What have like, they done to ah, Joffrey? Joffrey. Ah, ah. And yeah. he's like, no. Uh, so Renly... Is, well, like, yeah. it, it, he says that. Kevin blurts that out. And Tyrion notes a faint, a faint flicker of distaste played across Tywin's face. I think at the fact that Kevin's showing, like, I think Tywin's so dumb with this boy king already. So like, I think that's showing how simple Kevin is compared to the Tyrion Tywin. See, level. I don't really think that the distaste is that Kevin showing this kind of react. I think it's to Joffrey. Like, I think his distaste is that someone's had, like, who cares at this point what yeah, the fuck we, they do yeah, to this like, kid we who just need fucked him dead everything anyway. yeah, right like, now. See, I was thinking of it more as a... You still see this child as anything more than that. Yeah. So you're. Why are you? I see. I don't know if Tywin wants him dead at this point, but clearly he doesn't want him in charge and in power because he well, made this huge yeah. fucking blunder. Yeah. And so yeah, uh, we find out Renly has now married Marjorie Tyrell oh, down in the Highlands. Here we go. And so again, you know, we've got. We've got Catelyn and we've got Danny after this and John. So we only got three more chapters left. So we're lining up the start of Clash of Kings. So we need to have everything in place 
and Renly and Marjorie. Renly and Marjorie are setting up, and so we learn that the Tyrells and many other houses down in the the bride's father and brother have bent the knee right. and sworn their swords. And yeah, and then Tywin goes on to say, "My daughter commands us ride to King's Landing to defend against Renly in his Night of Flowers." Commands us, mind you. His mouth in tightened. the name of the king and council. Yeah. Fuck, he is not happy with Cersei ordering him does not like getting orders. And so Tyrion asks, how is Joffrey taking it? (laughs) And Tywin answers that Cersei hasn't seen fit to tell him, fears that he'll insist on marching on Renly at once. I need to, before we get too far into that, this part, um... I think that do you how long is it before he knows Joffrey? Do what? we know that he finds out about Renly and them all that because could he know by this point cuz it was it occurred to me when I was taking notes that it's not like they can just fucking pull Text. up fucking their cell phone and be like yeah. FaceTime. Yeah, no. So Cersei hey, it's me and clearly it sent a letter saying that Renly is married yada 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 and I need you to return here to defend against that and Joffrey we, the king hasn't been told. And so because he'll insist on marching himself, right. yada, yada, yada. Uh, so I would assume that it's probably in between books that yeah, he yeah. finds out. I'm not I'm not 100%. Yeah, we'll he might get it but... in the chapter. It might be revealed to him, but I'm pretty sure it's probably yeah, in between books. Yeah, so it's just books. funny that at the moment they say he doesn't know, and I don't know if he finds out. Yeah, no, out Cersei sent Tyrion this letter a while yeah. ago for right. them to – I mean, even though they're just at the end at the crossroads. Yeah, no, I mean, it's still, still sometime, a yeah, couple days minimum. Yeah. yeah, but he so Tyrion then says, um, well, with what army? Or is it Kevin asks? No, Tyrion, yeah. Yeah, Tyrion. and so – Joffrey would be taking the city watch out and charging with them. Like, fucking. Which, I mean, you can't blame the kid. He's an idiot anyway, so of course I mean, he's going to do, do something stupid. I blame Cersei for well, allowing yeah. the kid to be an idiot. But, Jesus Christ, the city watch. Yeah, and the... Jeez. And then we learn a bit about... Uh, well, because... Tywin looks at Tyrion, and he says that, I had thought you won for Motley, but it appears that I was wrong. And Tyrion quips back, why, father, that almost sounds like praise. And he yeah. asks, what of Stannis? And he, uh... The elder brother, how does he like Renly's claim? He says about Stannis, I have felt from the beginning that Stannis was a greater danger than all the others combined. Yet he does nothing. Oh, Varys hears whispers. Stannis is building ships. Stannis is hiring sellswords. Stannis is bringing a shadow binder from a shy. What does it mean? Is any of it true? And I... Well, I mean, there's Stannis set up for due. That makes my heart tingle because (laughs) it's just, yeah, these witch whispers are true. And back on my first read... I never would have picked up on any of that. Like I didn't. Just as a, Clear, like obviously. Well, that's it. Yeah. And so, the the Shadowbinder from Ashai stuff. Like how? Yeah, Melisandre. What well, up, right? Girl? Like there these little hints to and nods to what's to come. I mean, yeah. So the only awesome. thing it's missing is like burning the fucking right, idols of the burning seven. Burning down false gods yeah. and yeah, crazy but shit. Tywin tells Kevin to bring him the map, which he does. And I just picture him like the the little assistant from like uh, for Frankenstein. He's well, a little yeah. Igor. He's like, yes, Tywin. Yeah, pretty much. I'll get you your map. <laughs> he does. And Tywin unrolls it and uh, he says that Jamie has left us in a bad way. Roose Bolton and his host are north. They hold the twins in Moat Kaelin 
and Rob Stark sits between us and Lannisport in the rock. Jamie is taken. Thoros of Myr and Beric Dondarrion plague our foraging parties. East are the Errands and Stannis at Dragonstone, and the South now calls their banners. And Tyrion smiles crookedly. Take heart, father. At least Rhaegar Targaryen is still dead. <laughs> ah, a man after my own fucking heart, Tyrion. Um, I, at the, from the way he's describing this, there's so much hope for the North. Oh, yeah. It's like, fucking tragic. Fuck, yeah. man. Because like, uh, in that one little block of talking there that Tywin did, he shut down every single suggestion of the, the Lord's earlier. Yeah, with, this is what he wanted to say. He was just so mad at their stupidity and Jamie being taken that like he had to condense it down to people who would understand. And listen. And, and, really, like, yeah. and then come up with decent fucking ideas. And so, yeah, I really like how, yeah, James, Rob Stark's army has some fuck. They can't reach their home. Yeah. The South is now calling and rallying yeah, they, against if, them. If, if they have the Eerie coming their way, like, I know that the Vale of Aaron's not coming, but. And Stannis on Dragonstone. That fear, right. Just all sorts of shit. And so, Kevin kind of expresses his fears at being caught between three armies <laughs> and just getting fucking devastated. And Tywin says, we have no intentions of staying here. And he tells him they're going to Harrenhal. Well, he yeah, he breaks it down. Lord Stark must be dealt with quickly, which he calls him Lord Stark. Lord now. Stark. Well, because because Ned. He, he's, yeah. Well, he's been and he's been bested by him. Well, around the, like it's, I mean, I think that's coincidental, but it's also. I Ned's mean, it's death. the yeah, no, no, I get that, but it's the one too yeah. of like he's been. I, I think it plays to Tywin's anger of he was bested by this boy and now now he's he's got to call that's him Lord awesome Stark. Too, it's yeah. that salt in the wound. But, yeah, Lord Stark must be dealt with quickly um, do, 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 before Renly marches from Highgarden. Bolton does not concern me. He is weary and will be slow to pursue. On the morrow, we make for Harrenhal. And he orders uh, yeah, for more men for Outriders. Yeah. I want no more he vanishings. Sends, I want you to send uh, Sir Adam to screen their movements. Give him as many men as he requires. You send them out in groups of four, so that way they do not get lost or fucked. Rob can't pick them off. Then he also assigns him, uh, tells Kevin to get Sir Gregor, Vargo Hote, and his free riders, as well as Armor Amory Lorch, and get them to burn the fucking Riverlands from the God's Eye. He says unleash Sir Gregor. So that's the, the I have a sidebar note about that. I fucking love that he uses the word unleash Sir Gregor and send Vargo. Because yeah, Hull Kevin asks riders. him why Heron Hall. People say it is cursed, and Tywin immediately just goes, "Let them unleash Sir Gregor and let him burn the fucking Riverlands." Fuck from the God's Eye to the fucking twins, yeah. man. Just burn the so Riverlands. So Kevin, they will burn, my lord, and he turns and leaves. They will burn, Tywin. Any fucking Igor's is way out. And uh, alone, Tywin glanced at Tyrion. Your wildlings may join Vargo Holt and plunder and pillage as they like, but Tyrion thinks about that, and he wants them close No, I'd like to keep them close. Well, then you'd better get them under the control. And Tyrion thinks he he wants the wildlings close because they were his, and he did not trust his father's men at all. So, yeah, I'll not have the city plundered, and Tyrion's lost. What? King's Landing. I'm sending you to court. For what, father? Rule, Tywin yeah, says curtly. Just... Uh, yeah, it was the last thing Tyrion ever expected. And he mentions that yeah. my sweet sister may have a word to say on that. 
and Tywin just delivers what I think has been his Dude, thinking the whole time. Yo, and I love this shit. Like, Do you have it? I don't have it all written. Just she to... can say what she likes. Her son needs to be taken in hand before he ruins us all. Me, I blame the council. Our Lord Peter, Grand Maester, Lord Varys. What kind of council are they giving him? Whose notion was it to make Jano slint a lord? And he gets fucking in on Jano. Oh yeah, he there's nobody, like nothing. And they grant him Harrenhal, that is the seat of kings. But Tywin didn't raise his voice, but Tyrion can see the anger. Yeah. And and dismissing Selmy. What sense in that? Yo. Yes, he was old, but his name still held meaning in the Seven Kingdoms. If Cersei cannot curb the boy, you must. And those counselors, Tyrion knew. Spikes, heads, walls. You have been paying attention and taking lessons. More than a few, father. And part of him is more pleased than he wants to admit. But the other part of him thinks of the battle and wonders if he's not being sent to hold the left again. Yeah. Which when we, if you'll recall, if you've listened to that episode, we kind of broke it down where Tyrion was put on the left because it was the weakest. It was expected to collapse. And so that's what Tyrion's wondering is if he's not being sent to their weakest point To right his now. death, essentially. With Joffrey, yeah. where like he's being sent as a suicide mission to try to curb this boy. And so, yeah, it's actually, that's a great thought on it. Because it's it's yeah, valid. And yeah. he thinks, why me? Why not a bigger man? And anyway. Tywin stands up and exclaims, because you're my son. That's when Tyrion knew. Dude, a fucking switch flipped for him. And he was like, he's given up hope on Jamie. You've given him up for lost, you bloody bastard. You think Jamie's as good as dead. I'm all you have left. Tyrion wanted to slap him to hit him, to punch him, to cut his heart out and see if it truly was gold. Yet he sat silent, and Tywin crosses the room, his feet crunching on the glass of Tywin's cup, Tyrion's cup. Last thing, you will not take that whore to court. And Tywin leaves. And Tyrion, Jesus Christ with these names, Tyrion sat alone for a while before going to his room. And uh, I like... So, I don't know why we don't get his thoughts there, because I think those are, like, probably, like, and I, I think it's intentional, but, like, what is he contemplating there is mainly the question I'm left with, because obviously he goes upstairs a little bit more in the room with him and Shay, but I really felt like the chapter was meant to end, like, with his him sitting there after Tywin right, leaves right. in that thought process, but instead Martin it decided to... It continued to have him walk back. Well, so he looks at the... The innkeeper that was because he goes killed. to the window in his room and yeah. he sees her float uh, dangling Hanging there by her neck, gibbet. all gross, and it's even worse than the last time we saw her, which was when he had arrived down the mountain with the clansmen here to the crossroads. Yeah, but yeah, he climbs into bed with. Shay. Well, he he notes that her flesh had grown as thin and ragged as the Lannister hopes. Yeah, which essentially is what we were saying earlier: how fucked they are yeah, at this like, point. And it's so crazy how twisted and turned it's gonna get. Yeah, so Shay murmurs and rolls towards him as he sits down on the bed and Tyrion kisses her and he's I have a mind to take you to King's Landing yeah the end fuck and that's it for our boy Tyrion fuck Shay not literally Tyrion but fuck Shay yeah uh yeah so I don't know I just I really would like to have known what Tyrion was ruminating over there thinking about 
because I think that was the important thing. Like, what led him to this conclusion that he really wants to take Shay? Um, Part of me thinks that the whole time was him talking himself. Yeah, go up and kick her out. You're done with her. Go kick her out. And as soon as he opened the door, that was that. He was planning on sending her away. But was he it couldn't. because of the innkeeper and he thinks he might die soon that he was like, fuck it, I'm keeping her? Maybe. Because like, we might all be hanging from a fucking gibbet soon as thin and ragged as Lannister hopes. Because, like, that seems to be. Perhaps. Like, kind of what I yeah. got from it was that, like, you know, he, he was going up there determined to kick her out and then instead sees her what? hanging in. So, he's do like, you Shit. have a an inductee? Um. Yeah, uh, Tywin, duh. Oh. They have my son. They had his son. They have his they son. They still do, yeah. Uh, because of Tywin and just how intense he is and smart and capable and everything else. So. Yeah. You got an inductee? Yeah, I got one. It's, uh, Sir Barristan Selmy, because he fucking demands the respect of Tywin Lannister. One of the most feared and revered men in Westeros. And he is like, you stupid cunts. Why would you dismiss Barry the Bull? Yeah. Like, you idiots. You fucking idiots. Yeah, he's like, still, his name still had weight. People still respected so, Barristan the Bull. Uh, yeah, it's good. so I'm giving it to Barry just because any excuse I can to get Barristan in here when he's not going to be making an appearance for a bit. What? So, yeah. Yeah, we did get a write-in from our friend Julian in France, and Julian did write in to let us know that he did intentionally leave out that inductee, so that's our bad. And, Julian, before we get to your inductee, I'm going to address something you said in this email here, (laughs) which is that this particular chapter gives you the opportunity to strongly disagree with something Zach said in a previous podcast of yours. Zach, you said Tywin Lannister is pure evil, and I'm not okay with at all with that statement. Uh, I feel you, and I totally misspoke or was just over-exaggerating because I don't believe that truly. Uh, obviously, looking at it from the Stark point of view, which you go on to say, he he appears to be the evil villain. I don't believe that, you know, Tywin is... And so, yeah, no, I misspoke. You're right to call me out on that bullshit because that is bullshit. Tywin Lannister isn't just pure evil for evil's sake. He's got his family's legacy at heart. He's willing to do some dastardly, terrible, cruel things to get it, but... I also think that's sort of the conditioning of the world, which Nate and I have gone on at length about, that men are expected to carry on the legacy of their family and care for it. And so as Lord, especially with what Tywin's gone through with Lord Titos Lannister, uh, you're absolutely right. I misspoke. Tywin Lannister is not just pure evil. He absolutely has gray in him. And so, yeah, no, I misspoke on that. You're right. And I don't agree with myself at all on that (laughs) one. So you're right to not be okay with it at all because... Tywin is just like every other character. He's extremely gray and black and white, and he's just, obviously, we get it from the Stark perspective a lot. So I think that may have been what I was trying to reference was just whatever chapter it was in. They saw him as pure evil, just his presence. Especially in this book, he is sort of the overlooming overlord that people are are afraid of, are are terrified to cross Tywin the Stark or Tyrion the Starks even Cersei to a degree uh Jaime we learned well that even Joffrey when he chose jo- yeah we just you know? like what I'm talking about in a Game of Thrones first book oh, like right. how how ever present his yeah, yeah, yeah he's just ominously kind of looming Yo. and so that was it I just well, yeah, misspoke. And so also I wanted to throw in when you mentioned with Titus and you know why he's he's got his shit too that led to him uh 
the Mad King, like yeah. fucking raped Joanna, and like uh-huh. Uh-huh. His, so his well at least abused her yeah. or fucking messed with the shit. Well, he so, took uh, the 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 fuck what is it the the Lord's right with her where yeah, yeah. He, he was able to sleep with her before Tywin, and then. Uh, but it yeah, was just rumors that extra he did. shit that's fucked and like he hasn't had the greatest life either and he's a product of his environment as you had mentioned and so yeah Zach thinks he's pure evil and he talks about that all the time off off mic you're the fucking boy so. <laughs> uh, anyway Julian no I appreciate you calling me out on that shit cause you're right Tywin's not pure evil and your uh, inductee as well was Tywin Lannister uh, same as Nate and I's and you gave mine was Barry the Bold Oh, yours was Barry the Bold. Yours was Tywin Lannister. Mine was Tywin. Well, you and I shared the same inductee because uh, you said that, yeah, if you look at it from the Stark POV, he mm-hmm. sure is the enemy. Yet the Starks are the enemy when you take it from the other side's point of view. And even if Tywin might be a smart opportunity, opportunist and probably one that can trick or deceit people for his own purpose, I don't think he's evil. He looks after his family and, of course, after the name Lannister. And this chapter shows us he ain't evil in a couple ways. He doesn't crave out our dead, he certainly doesn't approve of Joffrey's nonsense, and he doesn't feel happy about the war. Oh yes, he's gonna burn a few villages, and that ain't cool. That ain't... That's that's evil, evil, even, I hear you say. But it is a war. A war that he didn't provoke, and wouldn't have provoked if it wasn't for this idiotic child with a crown on his head. He was just a collateral victim of Cersei and the Council's actions, and needs to defend the throne and the family. I don't know if he buys that Joffrey's the son of Jaime at this point, so the man is, in my humble opinion, only a villain because of stark bias POV we get from the book. <laughs> He's a smart, powerful family chief that does what is best for his own family's interests. That's not evil. That is life and love. There's power involved as well. So don't hate the player. Hate the game. Uh, no, you're right. I, uh, I, 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 I could agree to disagree that so Tywin wouldn't start a war. Here. To counter everything you guys are saying, I do believe he leans more on the evil spectrum than the good guy spectrum. I would, and I, I would agree. He, uh, he doesn't check. He's, he's entitled. He's, he's got that. Yeah, pride I don't think that... he's pure evil. He's not a good guy. He's, I think he's a little bit evil. But I would, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Just if... like Baelish is evil. I don't. Yeah. That, that's, that's it. To their own designs, but yeah. in this world, it's acceptable, right? Because they're and protruding so, exactly. family and legacy. So I think he's a bad guy, but he, he's mainly a bad guy because he's so ruthlessly willing to go the extra mile for his family and to defend his family and honor. Yeah. Uh, but we have gushed on and on about fucking Tywin yeah, Lannister. For so, a long um. Time. Maybe I don't know. Maybe we'll just make an episode about Tywin because he is so yeah, complex. We'll but those were our thoughts, Julian. Thank you for writing in and correcting me. Uh, yeah, you can reach us all over the place if you want to write in with your inductees. Our email is withoutmannersbrotherhood at gmail dot com. We're on Instagram at mannerswithout. I'm on Twitter at mannerswithout. Zach is on Twitter at carstark ninety two. We have a Facebook group. Facebook.com slash Brotherhood Podcast. We have great, awesome, sweet, badass Patreon-only episodes of the Winds of Winter sample chapters. For those of you that are caught up with the series and would like a little bit more, contribute a little bit of money to us. Yeah, there's uh, Mercy, Theon, and Victorian with Barristan Sell Me One coming soon. On the way. That's Patreon.com slash Without Manners. You can always also leave us inductees on Reddit. If, you, if you're if you on Reddit, we have a Without Manners uh, subreddit there. Go ahead and give it a follow. We post the episodes there, too. So let us know so what we'll you see think. we'll see Tyrion in the clash of kings next episode we're going to be reading john's final chapter john nine in a game of thrones yep john's going to be taking a little midnight ride and uh 
learn what his vows actually maybe truly mean and so it'll be a good one and then after that we've got danny no we've oh got we've got catlin, catlin 11 catlin 11 and that's going to be her arriving at river run finally king of the north. and king of the north but uh next episode with john nine i'm excited because we get some setup for one of my favorite lines and so you'll have to join us to know what that line yeah. is i'm just kidding i'm gonna say it here is your sword sharp john snow that's it. That's it. So there. Just one more note that after Cat Eleven will be Danny Ten, the last one in the book, the last chapter of the book. Wah, wah, wah. So get ready. Get us your book injectees because we do have some of those already, and we will be having a big wrap up episode afterwards. So a big wrap up episode. Apparently, it's gonna be a regular wrap up episode because it's only our second wrap up episode. So we'll see what happens when we're wrapping it up. Well, let's make it happen, Captain. Word, Bella De Harris. Peace. Peace.